Oh, g'day. Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Catch me if you can. Music award in the Mudderborough Cup for 2023 is about four lengths in front of Gypsy Biker. Now White Hackery starts to pick up the bit burden further back to Caffrey. Dark Archer, Galapagos to the outside, last of all. 300 metres to go. Music awards still travel as well as anything. He's three lengths in front of White Hackery and Burden. And right to the outside is the biker, Gypsy Biker. But Music Award. Award. He's going well. Burden's starting to run on, but it's Music Awards Cup. Music Award for Boy Foster and the team wins the cup for 2023. Music Award beats Burden. There's a run, Galapagos. Yeah, the Butterbarra Cup. Tony Clements is going to talk all about that race and heaps of other country racing on Bushbeat this morning. How are you, Tony? Great, thank you, Steve. Good morning to you and hello, everyone. Welcome to Bushbeat for another week on Radio Tab, rounding up the country news. And as you heard, what's in the call there? Music Award taking out the Mutterborough Cup for 2023 for Boy Foster and the team. Timmy Brummel combining with uh, Henry for a feature double there at the Mutterborough Cup meeting on Saturday. We're going to talk about that as well as the Nanango Cup going to Torbrick on the weekend for Nathan Fazakli and the Gearins in Toowoomba. Morvan had a big day out, but going to focus on that and also tell you all about a jockey who rode a treble at the Yapoon program on Saturday and that was off the back of riding a treble at Bundaberg the week before and in fact that made it six races for six wins in a row because the treble at Bundaberg was the last three events, the treble at Yapoon was the first three events so not hard to join the dots and say six out of six. Well done to that rider. We'll tell you all about that and plenty more as we roll through Bush Beat with a couple of special guests coming up on the show. None more special than my partner in crime in Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, listeners. And I take it you've still got your voice, Tony, after cheering home England last night. <laughs> it was a, uh, a very enjoyable match. It's one of those kind of things you look at it and you think, there's a World Cup game in my backyard. I should go along. <laughs> and we rolled the dice hoping that perhaps the Matildas were going to play in Brisbane, but it ended up being the England-Nigeria game, which went to extra time and then went to a penalty shootout. And the atmosphere at a World Cup game with 50,000 screaming fans in there, some of them were England fans, some of them were Nigerian fans, a lot of them are just football fans. It's a great opportunity to be able to go and enjoy some of this top-flight sport that's happening in our country at the moment. And congratulations to the Matildas. You can look forward to Brisbane, uh, I think it's Saturday, is it, Tony? Yeah, and I think already sold out, Rob. Not surprising mm. that uh, that would be the case. If not, the tickets would have been snapped up very, very quickly last night. And well done to the girls getting this far in the tournament. Going to be tough up against either France or Morocco, but yeah, stranger things have happened. Oh, we'll look forward to it. But we're focusing on country racing this morning, of course, and we're going to focus a little bit different this morning, aren't we, Tony? Because we're going to look at the ownership side more of the racing game. As we heard uh, with Watsy's call out of the Mudderborough Cup, the uh, annual meeting out there at Mudderborough, where a good country crowd turned up. Uh, I mean, you've, many of our own owners are owners, trainers, as in the case of Boy Foster, uh, or Boy Foster, my apologies. Um, and it was a bit of a bittersweet day for Boy because he got the uh, the double uh, at the meeting, of course, combining with uh, Timmy Brummel. You heard Music Award with that win in the Cup over Burden, but he also had Valiant Joan, the heroic valour that backed up from a maiden win at Blackall to take the Class B. But it was the retirement day for old heroism, and heroism had a bit of a love affair with this track uh, at Mudderbury. He's had uh, three wins and a third from five, and if anything, it was his most inglorious run uh, when he was defeated by Jerry Zander for the Batines family 
Jerry Zander having three wins in a row now, uh, really in good form. But Heroism uh, first started for Boy Forster on this track back in 2018, and he's had five runs on the track and uh, a record of three wins from five. He's been a grand old campaigner, 11 years old, 127 starts for 20 wins and 26 minor placing. So for Boy Forster, one one retiring, but great to see that stable in form with the double. But it also featured at the meeting uh, the fact that we've got many young owners who come through the game and are merging in the game. And it showed through, firstly, with a Relbin for Patrick O'Toole, the O'Toole sisters, the young sisters, part of the ownership group of that uh, winner ridden by Sarah Robbins. And uh, Garside and uh, Andrew Watts having the, the, uh, the beauty of being able to call home home a horse that he's part owner with with uh, none other than Liam and Sean Oates and other owners in the group Garside breaking its maiden so you get many young owners coming into the game and many seasoned owners who have been around a long time and we're going to feature that this morning because there's probably uh, no other young owner at the moment who's uh, taking racing by storm than Kobe O'Brien and I'm sure he was cheering home Torbreck on the weekend in the Nanango Cup Torbrex leads the way just in front being tickled along now is Barry Moy in second position getting a good run is Cosmic Prince who's between runners Cosmic Gossip in between runners. There's 400 to go in the cover, so b- battle along from Vivenzo, followed further along to Mill Rosser. He's prattled up along the fence. Nowhere to go at this stage. Barrymore shifted back to Western midfield, followed by Candos. They swing for home. Torbrick just in front. Cosmic Gossip's in the clear. Here comes v- Vivenzo out wider. Just over 100 to go. Torbrick, Vivenzo down the outside. Torbrick just in front from Vivenzo. Torbrick kick, kick, kicking. And Torbrick will win the cup. Torbrick first, Vivenzo Torbrick taking out the Fitzroy Hotel Forex Chairs Nanango Cup on Saturday, beating Vivenzo and Cosmic Gossip. Torbrick is raced uh, by a big group of owners. Uh, leading the owners' details is KO Racing. Leading KO Racing is Kobe O'Brien, who's our first special guest on Bushbeat this morning. G'day, Kobe. Morning, Tony. How you going? Good. How you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, stoked, stoked to pick up with number five with Torbrek. Yeah, Kobe O'Brien, welcome back to Bushbeat because I think the last time we had you on was uh, when you kicked off this winning sequence back with a horse that cost you $500. Go right back to the beginning, Kobe, and tell our listeners uh, what got you going in the ownership game. Yeah, thanks, Rob. It was um, it was nearly nearly four years ago to the day that I was on the show, wasn't it? That's, um, yep. Yeah, um, yeah, with a horse called Froze, he ran about eleven or twelve in the end. So he was um, he was really the the one that got it all rolling with um, with uh, with a really really good country trainers, Mel and Billy Johnson there too. So two and two together, you put the put the best with the best, and we got the rest there. But um, yeah, he was a five hundred dollar buy, um, Froze, and had a had a good group of owners in him, which I do with with every single horse that I'm involved in, and. Um, yeah, look, they were, the team was flying at the time, and you know I had a few mates keen to go on a couple of horses, and yeah, he he was he was one of I think twenty two or twenty three individual winners to this day. It's certainly moved uh, a long way since that, Kobe, and I know you brought up win number fifty, but that didn't last long because is it fifty two you're up to now? Yeah, yeah, fifty two was up to. We sort of um, 
we we went bang bang immediately after. So the team's going really good at the moment. It was it was close to fifty three with Rugged Woman at at uh, Dalby yesterday, but you can't win them all, can you? As as much as um as much as as much as new owners that come into horses and they win a couple straight away do expect to do. That Nanango meeting on uh, Saturday, of course, uh, you had to wait through quite a... And, and isn't it great to see eight races at a, at a, a non-TAB meeting at uh, in country Queensland. Of course, great numbers of jockeys. And Shania Willis was the star of the show on the day with the Bob Murray winner, Corella Shaws, as part of her treble. She also won with uh, Easy Come. And uh, also the final event on the program, Kenny Boy for Malcolm Bailey. But coming into the Cup... Um, I know you like to have a little bit of a plunge on some of your horses, Kobe. I couldn't believe the price of Torbreck. When you look at his record, this is win number seven from 31. He had won at Gundawindi three start backs. He'd won provincial um, level. You must have been pretty confident going into the uh, the day with Corey and Kylie and Nathan Fasakali on board. Yeah, we were. Oh, as you know, like Nanango put on a great day, as a lot of the country, um, as, a, as a lot of the country race meets do, and... Um, you know, that's why we take a lot of these races. But, yeah, um, it was a very strong field with, when you look at the likes of um, Cosmic Gossip and Milt Roster in there too, like with and, and the eventual runner-up too, didn't have the worst form. Um, I thought it was it was probably pretty bizarre overs when he opened around the sevens and then got on the drift as well. But, um, look, all credit to Nathan Fazakli. That was a, he had him off the bit with about 400 to go and he sort of, he rode him as if he was the best horse in the race and he, he never looked in doubt and, you know, going forward, I don't think. Well, I'd like to. I'd like to think that we're not going to meet as strong as a as a cup field when when we get towards the um, country cups qualifiers as well. So, no, nah, he's a Torbrex a horse that's won you know five races for us now, and he had that he had that really good group enlisted for him down in Melbourne. He ran third to a horse called Pole and then Grand Slam in a stakes race in, at Flemington one day, and we bought him off the back of that, and yet it really didn't take him long to get through his grades and it's good to see that he can get up over a mile too so he's um he's the team have done a really really good job with him and as i said it was he was ridden to perfection by physically on the weekend yeah you've you've come from the 500 dollars purchase of froze right through to torbreck and of course finasta one of the stars for for the team just tell our listeners how how did you expand like this you've always had a real goal to get into syndication uh from my knowledge of you kobe and and it's really going well for you just take us through how how that's emerged for ko racing oh exactly right rob um yeah it's i've, I've sort of had the same philosophy the whole way through like from when i bought froze to now the the philosophy is the same, whereas, you know, when I bought Froze, he's just that he's a horse that had that little bit of upside and the stable he went to, Mel and Billy at the time, they had just won their fourth or fifth sort of premiership, country premiership straight, and they had the most superior strike rate going. And I just, you know, naturally, I, I, as you said, I have wanted to get into that syndication. Expansion was always key. And just at the time while I was coming up, it was like a bit of a coincidence that, you know, I... Corey, he's the same age as me, Corey Gearing down here, and, you know, it was the ultimate goal to obviously um, target more prize money and, and horses that can race in a better jurisdiction, and he just, he had a couple of horses when he was training at the Sunny Coast in partnership with his mum, um, see for yourself and Sky and me, and I think you'll find they were both sort of $600 and $800 purchases, both 20 start maidens that put together four, or five, six wins in a prep, and, you know, I saw that as, um, I saw that as a as a you know an indication to have a crack down here and we um yeah we we plugged away with a couple of you know relatively cheap 
cheap buyers. I think we paid two, two or three thousand for a horse called Big Talk, and we basically done lease shares on a horse called Silent Weekend. She won her maiden at Gimpy. Big Talk won his maiden at Toowoomba, and then Vanasta was a really big was a really big breakthrough for us and it's a reflection of Corey's ability to train and as well as you know we've got blokes like Gary Gearn who's an absolute champion jockey and his mum Kylie that um you know they don't between the three of them they really don't miss a thing and results results are showing. One of the things I've noticed too, Kobe, is not only do you seem to be out there chasing the, like you say, the the bigger prize money, uh, racing in, uh, say, you know, uh, provincial areas and and even metropolitan areas that we'll get to soon, but at the same time, I think one of the things that KO Racing's been doing is bringing people together, like-minded people, people that want to have fun at the races. It doesn't matter whether you're doing it at Clifford Park, Toowoomba, Bassa Park, Roma, or uh, Pioneer Park at Emerald. You guys get out and support the country clubs and really do uh, enjoy your time when you're out there. I was about to say really do let your hair down, but that makes it sound like (laughs) you just get out there and, you know, wear ripped jeans and and look like a lout. No, sorry, (laughs) that's the old Kobe. (laughs) Yeah, I like to put the suit on these days. But, no, you hit the nail on my head. I think think that's what we do. We do that, you know, that's what separates us from what what a lot of other people that are trying to do the same thing are doing, you know. Like, we'll, um, as well as the results we're getting, like, we're... We, we do target places like, you know, the Roma Cup where we had we had a start in the Rocky Cup this year in the Rocky Newmarket. You know, I've, I've, I've had my days at the likes of Twin Hills, Longreach, um, you know, Birdsville, that's upcoming. But, and, and down the track, hopefully we'll, um, we will, you know, I'd like to target sort of every sort of main bucket list or marquee race meet of the year and have representation there. But, yeah, I think that whether we run, you know, where we're in a run second or if, something follows a field around you you're guaranteed to have a good time regardless and it keeps everyone coming back and you know that, that's where a majority of the support comes from just because of the um the, the, the uh, excitement and enjoyment we have when we when we do have runners at any meet we choose to uh, take horses to okay hey, one question on the 29th of july at eagle farm a very important day for you with a horse called nick our um nick our spur uh, tell our listeners about that day, but did you have uh, the proper jeans on or the the holes in the in the knee jeans on that day, mate? <laughs> no, I had the, I had the navy suit on that day. I, um, you, you never you never know when you when. Oh, actually, you don't get let in. You don't get let into the members at Eagle Farm with the ripped jeans. I found that on the hard day that way. But yeah, first and foremost, I had to make it through the front gate. So no, I had I had the suit on. The ripped jeans make an appearance at the Giddy Goat at Rocky once a year. Uh-huh. Tell but, us about uh, Nick Our Spur, your first Metropolitan winner uh, in Queensland. Yeah, well, I was I was really wrapped with Nick Our, with Nick Our Spur, and really really satisfying results for him because he was a horse that we bought specifically to target a um, a Saturday Metro race with, and I'm really grateful for all the all the people that come into him and sort of had the belief that he it wasn't a relatively cheap buyer by any means, but you know we give a bit of money for him, and you know we were. He's just—he's come up at the right time of the year, and we—we we were lucky enough to get him in the Rocky Cup. You know, things didn't go to plan there. He had a huge run in the Tats Cup two weeks before, behind Indian Dreamer, who's you know a solid metropolitan horse down this way. And we just—he's always just shown that little bit of ability from the start. I know that they had raps on him when he was with Mar and Eustace, and you know the way that he won his first start at Mooney Valley, he absolutely put him away. And they had a—they had a autumn campaign in Sydney. Um, set for him a couple of years back and uh, just didn't come to fruition for him and he just 
He's an old horse with a lot of tricks, and he's not easy to ride. But no, nah, huge credit goes to Mark Duplessis as well. That that's got him well and truly figured out. He we raced him smack bang in the middle of the carnival over a mile, and uh, he only got beat a, a length or so. And you know he's he, he's just he is a horse with tricks, but um, you know he's we we just yeah Mark had him figured out, and we've just tried a few new things. The blinkers on him for for the first time, and. Corey and Cam that's been riding him a bit at home too, they just they just keep his mind fresh and keep him active and they, they even sent him over the over the jumps on the Friday R before the races the other week and yeah, it's um big big team effort but yeah, very, very satisfying to pick him out off the sale and get that result what we initially aimed for. How yep. do you identify these tried horses that uh, turn up in the KO racing colours? Uh, as you know me, I'm sort of, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing form 24-7. I don't mind having a bet here and there. And there's a, ho- there's a lot of horses that I like, you know, following through runs and stuff like that. And got a 100-page black book. And Nick Spur was actually, a, he, he's a horse that's always had wraps. And, you know, when, when he popped up a sale, I was, I was stoked. And, um, but, yeah, we, I spend a lot of time going through the English sales sort of at least a couple of days. You know, I get a, I get a few blokes to have a look at them for me, and you know, a few of the pro punters and the analysts and whatnot. I've got a, you know, a good a good team of blokes that, you know, sort of going back to the same philosophy of giving horses to trainers with huge strike rates. It's the same thing with with blokes that do this for a living. And you know, if I like something, I'll, I'll send it around. And I'm just really really lucky, I suppose, within the industry as well that I know sort of people from. You know, mutual friends and whatnot that have that have spent time in stables where you can buy these tried horses from, and you can you can cover all bases before they before they come up here and get a get a number of you know good solid opinions from from people that um, have done it time and time again. So where we've been, I suppose that's what you can contribute a lot of our success to with you know uh, close to 100% runners to winners. It's because um there's a there's a lot of lot of homework put into put into buying them all and. Obviously, yeah, with the with the job the team does up here as well, it's um it's really good to see. Yeah, there's always an element of luck, Kobe, but the amount of research and homework you do, you just have to look at July, August to see that uh, coming through. Nick Al Spur, you had rugged uh, rugged woman the second at Dolby. You mentioned after a Gold Coast win on the twenty second of um, July, you had Galway Hustler. That be a that must have been a, a satisfying one as well. I think it's only a three year old Sunshine Coast, the sixth of August. All at pretty good prices, um, by the way. But you also you, your whole syndicate group. There's such a variety of ages. Of course, we know Brett Moody's having a good run with you with Torbreck and Vanasta as well. But there's such a range of ages that you've bought into the game. Yeah, we we do tend to buy. I was going to elaborate on before. We tend to buy with it with an ultimate goal or a grand fong in mind for every horse. And you know, we've got we've got the horses like Nicky Asper. We've got him in the Rocky Cup, and he's a Saturday Metro horse. We've got the the, tour, the Country Cup horses, Torbrick, uh, Sammy, Vanasta, and you know, Rugged Woman. There, there, there's sort of there's a budget and there's a there's a sort of horse that you can buy for any demographic of owners as well, and so that's right through to the you know three, four, five thousand dollar maidens that are going to win at Clifford Park on a Saturday night, or take to Rocky, or take to Roma, and all the way through. And you can just, I think, if you can buy the horses and you can you can put a price on them and you can reach the level that you want to reach with them, um, I think that's just the key to you know retaining those good owners that are going to keep going in. And you know, there's there's people that oh, Dreamseeker is a good example. You know, like a two thousand dollar horse that's won five races, 
Warwick on Boxing Day, on Roma Cup Day, like, and she's she's um, well and truly paid for herself plenty of times over. But you know, there's people paying 250 bucks for a 10% share and getting that thrill. And yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's just it is really satisfying to yeah buy those sorts of horses with those with those goals in mind and and consistently um, getting the horses, get the be- getting the best out of all of them. Before we and let you go, are you on the lookout for more owners? And if so, how do they get in touch? Well, yeah, it's um, it is. I suppose that the problem we have is a good problem, but we're sort of we're buying horses more than boxes are becoming available here. And I suppose more expansion in the future is inevitable, but without getting too far ahead of myself. But yeah, look, there's um, there's yeah, all you've got to do is look up Ko Racing on any on any social platform, and you know I'm not too far away from the phone at all times, so. KO Racing on Facebook and Instagram, or it it has the email up there as well. And yeah, there's there's plenty of opportunities coming up in both tried horses and and young horses as well. So, Kobe, before you do go, um, just a couple of quick questions. How many cups have you won? What? How many horses now in the stable? And out of your nominations, I see there's quite a few for Saturday. Must be the Money Rudimentary, uh, Nick Spur, Bentley Magic. Any of those you'd suggest to our uh, listeners? And I must congratulate you. The, the use of social media, of course, being a young bloke, you're all over that, but yeah. that social media platform, uh, you're also announcing some big things maybe coming around the corner. Is there anything we should know about as well? Oh, yeah. It's, about six um, questions cool. there, Kobe. <laughs> oh, yeah, plenty of questions. Um, I suppose first and foremost, I've lost track of how many cups we've won. Vanessa's sort of... Um, Vanessa's nearly won every cup known to man, and except for the big one in the final. We got knocked off last year, but... You know, she's been a great mare. Um, Torbrek's on his way to um, emulating Matt. Um, yeah, we Bentley Magic's locked in for the Birdsville Cup this year. I, I, rec- I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Roma. Um, uh, this weekend, we've got... Uh, Bentley Magic's going to have a run at Eagle Farm before he goes to Birdsville, either in the Class 6 or the BM70. We'll have a look at acceptances when they come out. Um, he's He was huge last, last week, and I think... He, he can go close again, and if, if not this weekend, he's going to be very hard in the market for uh, Birdsville. There's no reason to say um, Nick Spur can't repeat his last performance and win in town again, and we've got Rudimentary as well. I think he's the other certain starter up the hill on Saturday night. He's he's a bit one pace, but I think he should find the front and be tough to run down, and uh, must be the money's just had a jump out, so I'm not, not 100% she'll go this weekend, but she's a really, really nice filly. We got some imaginary January sale last year, and She'll uh, get into a 1,000-metre three-year-old maid in the next couple of weeks, so she's definitely one to keep an eye on. Well, it's fantastic. It's fantastic to have you on again, Kobe, and the progress that you've made uh, a credit to you and, of course, uh, the gearing team, racing team as well. We wish you all the best, and we'll certainly look forward to those runners on the weekend. Plus, good luck going uh, with the Birdsville campaign down the track. Great to have you on again this morning. Not a problem at all. Thanks for having me. I look forward to next time. Good on you, Kobe. Kobe O'Brien there from KO Racing, who've had plenty of success. Another owner who has had plenty of success. We talked about him winning his hometown cup at St George last week. Well, the team backed it up with a win at Morven on the weekend.
A quick move from the general was caught out three wide, so set alight. And the general moves up quickly uh, to take the lead from high cost, followed then by ancient echoes and Coins Road looking for a split in the centre. Down past the 200, and it's the general in front. Coins Road through in the centre and then high cost, but the general sprinting clear inside the 100. Coins Road running on okay. The general in front. Ancient echoes kicks back, but the general too strong, too late. To, uh, Ancient Echoes, the general beating Ancient Echoes and Coins Road in the Warrigo Open over 1,200 metres at Malvern on the weekend. And Rob Luck, our next guest, is Rob Picking, who won the St George Cup last weekend with Salazar and his big team of owners. He's got many, many mates that join him in the ownership as well. Uh, we're able to back it up with the general on the weekend there at Roma. Definitely, and it's great to have some of the experienced owners uh, on this morning as well. And this was part of the double that Craig Smith and Dylan Bennett produced at Morven with Savvy Song kicking off the program and the general. And that was a good class field because Ancient Echoes, the horse in form, and Coins Road came off a win at uh, Blackall. And just very quickly, the other winners, great to see Emily Pomfret getting her second win on the day for Kaz's Jet and Les Baker and Lord Lobster breaking the maiden at start number 12. And, of course, Matt Crop travelling far and wide with his team, Savannah McCann getting the win on Laurie. But, Rob Picking, congratulations on the uh, the uh, two weeks in a row that you've had the winners and the general, the newcomer. Tell us uh, your thoughts about the general. Where did you get him and where are you headed with him in the future? Yes, good morning, Rob and Tony. Thank you for that. Uh, yes, we've just uh, purchased... I purchased a horse just from Melbourne recently, actually, uh, from Richard and Bevan uh, Lambing down there. Always with uh, with the idea of uh, heading towards a Birdsville Cup, um, and sent him out to Craig Smith and asked Craig to see if he can target it towards that race, and he was happy to oblige. And yeah, we thought he was very impressive on Sunday. First up, you came off that hometown win um, last week. That must have been a thrill. Yes, it was. Uh, it was Rob. It was terrific. Actually, we'd been out there a couple of years ago and taken a horse out there and weren't able to win that day. So it was. Uh, it was great to uh, to get that win uh, there last Saturday, and that's obviously with Salazar and she'll head towards the Torwood Cup this weekend. You mentioned Birdsville, uh, Salazar and the General both headed that way. Salazar after the the Torwood Cup, and uh, how many times Birdsville for you, Rob? Uh, yes, uh, I went. Uh, we took a horse out splits in 2019, and it ran second. That was with Matt Crop, um, and then uh, had those couple of years off with COVID and whatnot, and then. We went out again last year and took uh, Salazar. She won the benchmark 65 over 1,400, so that was great to get the first Birdsville win. And then also we took out Bernie's Tiger for the Cup, and he ran fourth in the Cup in a, in a blanket finish. Well, the winner won fairly convincingly, but the uh, the rest of them were all went across the line together. So uh, that was terrific, and we'll take out... Yeah, Salazar will go again this year, uh, whether it's the Cup or the benchmark 65 again. Obviously, the general, yeah, he'll head towards the cup. That's the that's the one I want to win. Um, and also, I've got another one with uh, Corey Giron that'll be headed out to, just a recent purchase as well. So hopefully, all going well, we'll have the three out there this year. So it's, it's obviously one that you want to tick off the bucket list. But, Rob, uh, you're an experienced owner. Tell us about your uh, life in the game, uh, where it started for you and uh, the key horses along the way and, and uh, now to this stage where hopefully the Birdsville Cup is one you can tick off the bucket list. Yes, Tony. So from a young age, uh, my father, he had uh, horses, a lot of horses with Daryl Golden back in the day. 
Uh, he had some good ones, good two-year-olds like Novajinsky, um, Zipper Ripper, socially excited, those kind of horses. Um, and then I was obviously wanted to you know, follow into the, the ownership game too when I was old enough because my brother and I, Stuart, we used to follow it from a very young age. And then when we were old enough, uh, we obviously got involved with the ownership and I've been lucky enough to have some you know, handy horses over the time. Horses like Havisay, he, he won two Ramornies. Um, and he took us to Melbourne during the carnival there one year as well. So, uh, yeah, I had, had uh, quite a few winners in town, but I just love getting back to these country race meetings and trying to target these country cups, which, you know, we've last few years and had a little bit of success. I can see a lot of parallels happening here with our previous guest with Kobe O'Brien where uh, you go out looking for these kind of tried horses with the idea of targeting it, you know, like a bucket list that you'd love to win this race or that race. It's almost like have the grand final in mind and you go looking for the uh, the stock or the goods to be able to target it with. Have you got a similar sort of uh, habit to Kobe's, uh, Rob, where you spend hours poring over the uh, tried horse sale catalogues or you spot one in a, in a run somewhere and then make an approach to the trainer or the owner and say, we'd like to purchase that horse every week tony <laughs> we look at them we uh, look at them all the time trying to you know, find the right horse um and then you know just send west i used to obviously just buy yearlings and try and win the two-year-old races in town uh but then you your ownership group you know you have to have a very patient owners to do that and now with these tried horses we can buy them you know you can race them the next week and you know it's easy to get new owners involved too because they like to see something happening quickly uh, rather than waiting, you know, 12 months, two years. So but definitely I, I, I try to aim for these country cups. There, These places are putting on good prize money now. Um, it's definitely worthwhile doing that. And, I mean, we had some good success a couple of years ago. We had splits. He won 10, uh, 10, 10 in one season there or one, one and a half seasons. And another horse like Scrabble picked him up cheaply and he won a Roma Cup. Um, so, you know, it's definitely... Uh, Definitely easier to keep the owners on board, and I do have a lo- you know a loyal team of owners. They um, as soon as I as soon as I purchase one, generally we sell it very quickly, and uh, you know the general's no different. We've had a bit of success there, obviously straight away with him. Rob, I know you like travelling with them too. You don't mind turning up at Blackhall or other places. Uh, are you and your brother both headed to Birdsville? I take it. Uh, well, I'll be yeah, well, I'll be uh, heading out there to Birdsville. My brother, he runs a couple of the uh, cattle stations where we run cattle out at Quilpie, but he's not going to yep. come out there this year. But uh, I've also got some cattle on the way to Windora, right on the main road. So I try to work all of the uh, the processing of all the cattle uh, on those three stations around Birdsville. So I make about two to three weeks out of it. So uh, it's a you know very enjoyable trip. So we, yeah, I do do try to get out to most of these meetings where I can, Rob. Oh, brilliantly done to be able to yeah tie that in. It's a work trip, dear. I'll be heading out looking after some cattle. Oh, what? Birdsville and Baduri's on at the same time. It worked for the first couple of years, Tony, uh, that way, and then uh, she cottoned <laughs> onto it. But uh, <laughs> as they as they do. But uh, no, it's a great time of the year, as I say. Uh, there's one place there where I've got them. They're they're on the way to Windora. It's on the main road and. Um, some of us will stop in there on the way through when we do the work there this year and keep on going out to Birdsville. So uh, really looking forward to it. Well, just just with that, take us through that uh, plan with the general now that he's come through the win. What's the steps now for the general leading to the Birdsville Cup? Uh, he'll have one more, Rob. Uh, Craig Smith's just trying to find that race at the moment. It's not an mm-hmm. ideal program. Just in the next couple of weeks, just for what we want for him. So he's probably going to have to travel a little bit further than we wanted to. Uh, however, yeah, he'll have one more round, probably the 1,400-metre mark if we can find it, and then 
uh, and step up into the mile of the of the Birdsville Cup. So, uh, and then after all of that, hopefully we can come back and aim at this, uh, you know, the Country Cup series with him. That's what we'll be we'll be planning to do. Well, um, Birdsville is just around the corner, as is the Country Cups uh, series, and uh, so great to have you on, Rob. Because it also it's also great to hear names like socially excited and Overjinsky names that I can go back and remember as well. Mm-hmm. Because we're talking about experienced owners uh, in that <laughs> case, and when you've won a couple yeah. of Ramornies, fantastic to hear that the Country Cups still play such a part in your life. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, something that, you know, we really target. We love it. There's nothing better than getting out to these country places. They put on such a good show. Uh, we usually try to make a weekend out of it, as you've seen, and uh, <laughs> take a few guys out, and, and everyone just really enjoys themselves, and they do such a good job all of these country cl- clubs. It's uh, it's fantastic. Well, enjoy Tallwood Cup this coming weekend, and good luck with the, uh, the, cat- oh, sorry, with the Birdsville Cup trip as well. Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Rob picking there uh, with his big group of owners enjoying their uh, slice of country racing as well, as did a young rider, Rob, who managed to rack up, as I said at the top of the show, a treble at the Yapoon races on the weekend off the back of her treble at the uh, Bundaberg program the week before. Let's hear what happened at Yapoon. Down the hill, they've got about 600 metres to go, and believe you me, there is a hill on this track. 600 metres out, and the leader was still our Stony Girl. Lying in wait was Soabelia, being followed further back in the field by Cinderella Man. Well back was Lifetime Quest and Future Ideas Last, so they're rocking to the straight. And on the inside, our Stormy Girl's in front, I don't think for long. And Soabelia has moved up on the outside to challenge very shortly. And Soabelia under hands and heels riding goes to the lead. It's out by a couple of links from our Stormy Girl, being followed then by uh, Future Idea. But it's all over, Red Rover. And it's going to be another one, six in a row now for Brooke Johnson. And wins easily, it's our Soabelia first. Second placing goes to our Stormy Girl. Future idea. So Adelia taking out the GJ Gardner benchmark 60 over 1,000 metres at Yapoon on Saturday. Not a time-honoured race with all due respect to sponsor and club, but certainly a, a great achievement there for young apprentice Brooke Johnson, as we touched on. The previous Saturday, she only had three rides at Bundaberg, and that was winning on Russian Whisper Stoical, as well as Kobe Rocks in the Bundaberg Cup. Her first three rides then at Keppel Park at Yapoon on Saturday. Flaming Asteroid Miss Gaga and So Abelia all won. So that was six wins in a row out of six rides. And a great story out yesterday from Tony McMahon at the Rockhampton Jockey Club website. You can have a read there in the news section at calliganpark.com.au and quoting Tony there uh, say, uh, bear in mind though that those two venues follow Brooke being sidelined with a broken nose and facial injuries requiring surgery. And I was tallying up uh, just what she's done in July leading into the weekend, Rob eight wins and three seconds from 11 rides from July 1, including those six in a row. It's been a wonderful run for Youngbrook. And add to that the trials at Yapoon the next morning, Tony, she rode the whole three of them. So there's another treble. There's three trebles <laughs> in a row. Two of them for Clint Taylor. Clinton Taylor, of course, with the double on the uh, weekend there at Yapoon. Magnificent achievements, Brooke uh, Johnson. And, of course, Miss Gaga has assisted a giga kick and uh, was sent to Clinton Taylor to get the win, this five-year-old mare by scissor kick, and now we'll be back to the breeding barn with that uh, valuable win under its belt. Great job, Clinton Taylor, and, of course, great to see young apprentices uh, doing so well. Nicky Olzard continuing to kick home winners as well with uh, Jelly Shot for Damien Rideout. And Adam Sewell completed the program with Sensationable uh, uh, and uh, Leanne Applethorpe. And I, uh, I should mention... Um, 
no, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong notes there. Um, but absolutely brilliant result there for Brooke Johnson coming out, as you outlined, um, Tony. And when you go to the Richmond meeting up the top of the uh, the state there, the northwest part of the state, um, talking about the new premierships getting underway, well, Dan Ballard and Johnny Mansman got off to a good start. Uh, good to see that John got the winner, Savvy Legend, of course, in the lead-up to the Townsville Cup this weekend. And sad to see that uh, they lost Siberian Route uh, in that particular race as well. But John took his team out to Richmond. Uh, he got a double out there on the weekend with Talk Sensation, uh, Aaron Malloy kicking this uh, previous Middlemount winner home over Bella the Hunter. Uh, he also got the winner with uh, stable rider Jade Doolan with Dawn Rebel, took the cutest money over the stable mate in Mishani um, Platinum. But Dan Ballard kicked off the season very well again uh, with a winner there for Tanya Parry as part of Tanya's Quinella in the last, Keras defeating Iron Mask. And Dan combined with Factory Warrior, this horse. Uh, first up since McKinley Cup back on the 24th of June, over 1,500, dropped back to the 1,200 where it does well at that distance. And uh, $2 favourite, the Factor 8-year-old Gelding got up over the two mansman runners in Valley of Dreams and a call from heaven. And Rebecca Wilson kicked off the program with Tactical Illusion. Matthew Maguire now travelling the horses out as well from that Townsville area, uh, defe defeating Explosive Girl and knew it. So I know it's the very beginning of the season, uh, but of course uh, Johnny Mansman and Dan Ballard kicking it off very well. And I should mention too, Tony, that uh, out of that Mutterborough meeting uh, on Saturday, Matt Gray, of course, had come off a winner in the uh, second last of the day and he was on the favourite, the Squire, in the last and uh, the Squire buck jumped uh, during the run, Matty dislodged but great to hear that he has a medical clearance and he's back riding at Mount Isa at their Mailman Express meeting the time honoured meeting on Thursday already picked up a few rides I can see from the uh, acceptances there so no harm done for Matty Gray, uh, medical clearance and all done, Mount Isa Thursday for one of the most travelled jockeys in country Queensland, Tony. Which leads as well into looking at the calendar for the week ahead, following on from the TAB meeting today at Mackay and that TAB program at Mount Isa on Thursday, as you mentioned. Rob, Saturday, Toowoomba have their usual TAB card and it's cup time for Townsville. The Cleveland Bay and the Townsville Cup happening at Cluton Park on the weekend. Looking ahead to next week, Gatton have a TAB meeting on Tuesday. And the non-TAB programs, there are pl uh, plenty of features this coming weekend. On Saturday, it's the Derby, Carthy Derby McCarthy Memorial Day at Cunnamulla. The Gladstone Cup, the Gladstone Newmarket and the Wayne Wilson Memorial at Ferguson Park. Longreach Newmarket is on on Saturday. It's Perry Cup Day and the Torwood Cup as well, as we mentioned with Rob Picking, which is the third leg of that Border Cup Triple Crown Series. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't uh, able to go off this year after Pallet won the Bogabilla Cup and then Salazar the St George Cup for Rob and his team of owners. But the Torwood Cup is the third leg and that's coming up this Saturday. So another busy weekend of racing on the way. Yeah, I'm heading out to Cunnamulla for the uh, Derby McCarthy Memorial meeting out there and uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be an interesting weekend because there's more than about the five meetings. It seems to be a good number jockey-wise across the state, so it'll be interesting to see, and I'm sure the social media requests will get the various jockeys out to uh, different places on the weekend, but we'll be back next Tuesday. Tony, of course, email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and uh, hopefully some more great stories like the ownership groups we featured this morning uh, with... Uh, Rob Picking and Kobe O'Brien, Kobe O'Brien Racing. Great to have everyone on the show this week. Have a great week, Rob, and enjoy the uh, the trip out to Cunnamulla.
<laughs> Definitely will. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. Thank you to Rob Luck, Rob Picking and Kobe O'Brien for joining us on the show this week. If you missed any of Bush Beat, as always, the podcast replay available through the Radio Tab megaphone page. The link to that goes up on their Twitter page at Radio Tab Oz and we also post on the Country Punters page on Facebook. Good luck to all of the clubs and all participants racing this weekend and we'll be back next Tuesday to report on that and plenty more on Bush Beat.